Welcome to the MMA Minutes. I'm your host, Sean Anderson, joined, as always, by my co-host, Danny Gutierrez. What's going on, Sean? How are you? I'm fantastic. It's going to be like 72 this weekend. We got yes, UFC fights going on, so maybe... Uh, maybe and watch s- them outside, maybe. That's what I was going to say. Maybe I can uh, position the TV, sit on, sit on my deck or something, and watch the fights. It's going to be a good time. Sounds good. Uh, but we got UFC 210. We're going to be previewing uh, most of the card. We're going to be pre- previewing all of the main card and a couple fights on the prelim. And, Danny, it should be fun. Uh, Daniel will Cormier be fun. and Rumble Johnson headlining the this card uh, and we'll get into that fight we'll get into the whole towel gate uh just a little bit later but let's jump in ufc fight pass early prelims uh one of the fight we're, fights we're talking about is a fight between two bantamweights we got caitlin chikugian taking on irene aldana uh, irene aldana coming off a loss against leslie smith that was fight of the night caitlin chikugian coming off of a loss uh, recently as well in her last fight. So who do you like in this fight, Chikugian or Irene Aldana? I do like Caitlin Chikugian. Irene Aldana is very strong in the clinch, and she's got some pretty good wrestling as well. She's got some good grappling, and her striking is developing too, but I think Caitlin Chikugian's just going to get it done with her striking. I feel like she's ex- I mean, she's extremely wild. She's not that technical, but I feel like she could still catch Irene Aldana and surprise her and dominate her on the ground. Yeah, I, I think Irene Aldana's actually going to win this one because you look at the significant strikes she lands per minute, and she can bang. I mean, she- 71% of her wins have come from KOs. She lands 7.2 significant strikes per minute. I mean, that's a lot right there. Uh, Chikugian hasn't really fought anyone who could throw that level of striking at her at a time. I mean, you look at Liz Carmouche. Yet. Yet. Uh, Carmouche, really uh, a more wrestler, uh, a fighter, a uh, former. What was what was uh, Carmouche formerly in? She was in the Navy, right? She was in the Marines. Marines. She that's was a Marine. Uh, and she she has more of that wrestling background where Aldana uh, has that striking advantage. So I think that she will be able to use that. Uh, and I think she also has the reach advantage. So I'll take I'll take the reach and size of Aldana over Chikugian. And I don't know what I'm talking about because they're the same height and they have the same exact reach. Uh, so <laughs> I just it, it, I, they're not I, exactly I, mirror images of each other, but in, in terms of of body mechanics, I guess their their reach and everything's identical. Yeah, it just looks that Aldana is the better striker and I think that she will be able to use that uh, compared to Chikugian who is more of someone who grinds it out I think that Aldana will be able to catch her uh, let's move on you're now. just saying that Irene Aldana has bigger muscles it's okay just she it. looks bigger I mean like <laughs> looking at these pictures she looks bigger and she I don't know if it's maybe just the angle maybe it's the GSP angle where he looks as big as the light heavyweights <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll take Irene Aldana on that one you're taking Chikugian right Yes. All right. Uh, next up, we have the FS1 prelims, the light heavyweight fight. Patrick Cummins taking on Jan Blakovich. Who do you like in this fight? I really like Jan Blakovich. Uh, Patrick Cummins, when it comes to a top tier light heavyweight, he's right there, but he's gotten he, he hasn't gotten over those humps. I mean, he's lost to Little Nog. Mm-hmm. He's lost to a handful of other guys who Glover. he shouldn't. Yeah, he's lost. OSP. To, yep. I mean, these are top three, top five light heavyweights, but it's not that he wasn't a little bit out of his league, but, I mean, his first fight was with someone who's in the main event tonight yeah. in the UFC. And, and DC and, knocked him out. Yeah, and that was that was kind of embarrassing yeah. for, for everybody. But Patrick Cummins is a very good wrestler. He's got a very powerful and suffocating top game. He's got some nasty ground and pound from the guard. He's very good at passing from uh, side control to half guard to mount. He's very slick on the ground, but uh, Jan Blakovich is no joke on the ground as well, and he can strike. I feel like Jan Blakovich is a little bit more complete than Patrick Cummins. Uh, I feel like Jan Blakovich has uh, better angles when it comes to striking. He's got some. He's got a better arsenal of striking with go to go along with his grappling. So I'm taking a Jan Blakovich simply because he's a more complete MMA fighter. Four losses on Patrick Cummings' career: a knockout against Little Nog, 
uh, Glover knocked him out, OSP knocked him out, and DC knocked him out. You look at Blakovich's striking ability, I think that's really going to be the decider there. I think there. he's going to knock him out. It's a, a guy who strikes 50% of the time compared to Cummings, who strikes about a quarter of the time. I look at Blakovich, I, I think he, he's going to be able to win the, uh, the, the the game on the feet. I think that's where it's going to be. If Cummings gets him to the ground, I think it's going to be different. But, uh, again, the, the stand-up game of Blakovich is going to be something different. And you also look at the takedown defense. Uh, it's not awful. Uh, for uh, for uh, Jan Blakovich, uh at thirty three percent, but you know you look at that. Uh, if Cummings can't take him down, he's he he gets the takedown about like fifty percent of the time, and he can also defend the takedown. So if Cummings can get him to the ground, I think that's going to be where this game uh, this fight is decided. But if Blakovich can stop him at least once or twice and, and keep it on the feet, I think he's going to be able to catch Cummings. Let's... And that's if he gets into the ground too. Patrick Cummings really has to work. He he should have worked on his striking for this camp because he's very mm-hmm. robotic with his striking. He'll throw one punch at a jab, one two punches, and then he'll engage in the clinch, and then he'll look for a single leg, and then he'll transition to the. He's got to mix it up a little bit in order to be successful against someone like Jan Blakovich. Let's move on now to the main card. We got Will Ill Brooks taking on Charles Oliveira. Who do you like in this fight? I really do like Il Will Brooks. Charles Oliveira is awesome. He's a slick Brazilian mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu uh, practitioner. He's got some sick Muay Thai, too. But Il Will Brooks has fought guys like Marcin Held, who've tried to snap his leg off and weren't able to. And he's got a very good top game as well. He's got some good wrestling. He's got some good striking as well. Uh, Il Will Brooks likes to switch stances, kind of mix it up, and give his opponents a little bit more of a different look. Um, so I'm taking Il Will Brooks. I'm taking the former Bellator lightweight champion here. Yeah, this one's difficult because you look at Will Brooks and he hasn't been able to really get his feet set in the UFC so far. His two fights in the UFC were against Ross Pearson, which was kind of a controversial win. Mm-hmm. And his second fight was against uh, Alex Oliveira, who weighed in too heavy. Yeah, and, 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 but, and broke his rib. Yeah, but then and, and TKO'd him later. Yeah, in the fight. so I mean, it hasn't been the most impressive showing so far for for Will Brooks. Obviously, this not, will be the real coming out party for Ill Will yeah, Brooks. Yeah, and I, I look at Oliveira, and you know what he's been able to do. Obviously, he's coming off two losses against Anthony Pettis and Ricardo Lamas. Those two guys are fantastic fighters. But even before that, I mean, his, submitted his, by both guys. Yeah, but and then but then you look before that, I mean, beat Nick Lentz, beat Jeremy. Stevens uh, beat Miles Jury. I mean, he has wins over big guys, and really his only losses are to great fighters in Cub Swanson, Frankie Edgar, Max Holloway, Anthony Pettis, Ricardo Lamas. I mean, he's losing to the best of the best. The guys um, who touch the belt. Yeah, so I mean, really, this is this is kind of a signifier if Will Brooks will be able to get to that lightweight belt uh, in the UFC. So it's going to be interesting. I don't think Will Brooks will be able to do it, though. I think Oliveira's ability on the ground will surpass uh, Will Brooks's, and I think that if he is able to get him to the ground, uh, I think that uh, Oliveira uh, will be able to win this fight because he is he does have that slick uh, BJJ background. And, it all and, depends on the pacing of this fight. Mm-hmm. It all really does depend on the pacing of this fight. Ilwell Brooks kind of likes to kind of sit back a little bit. Uh, Charles Oliveira, when I talk about pacing, like look at guys like Frankie Edgar, guys like Cub Swanson. When you put a pace on Il- on, uh, excuse me, on Charles Oliveira, he doesn't like it. Look at his fight against Donald Cowboy Cerrone, and that was early in his UFC career. Cerrone put the pressure on him and. Oliveira didn't like that. The only thing he could do was get to the back to get it to the ground, pull guard, but even then he got TKO'd from there, so he can't rely on his Brazilian jiu-jitsu too much. Use it. Absolutely use it as a weapon. He's very offensively gifted with his uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but Will Brooks is dangerous. He's still very dangerous. Yeah, I, I just I, I, Will Brooks is dangerous, and obviously we saw his his repertoire in Bellator, but mm-hmm. just I don't know something so far. Maybe it's the cage. Maybe it's the maybe it's the the, 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 the actu- jitters or the actual like uh, angles of the cage. How it's not just a circle. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's just something where I think Oliveira is more well rounded and has a better 
he, he has a better tool in that ground game compared to Will Brooks, who is more of a well-rounded fighter. I think that Oliveira, if he does get him to the ground, I think he'll be able to win there. <laughs> Let's move on now to the welterweight fight. Tiago Alves taking on Patrick Cote. Alves making his return to the UFC after return, a loss. Return, air quote. He didn't even make it to one. He didn't make he didn't make the weight limit to one fifty five. But after his last loss uh, to Jim Miller at UFC two hundred five, and Patrick Cote pretty much making his return as well, uh, kind of been out of hiding uh, since his loss to Daniel Cormier. So uh, Daniel Cormier, Daniel Cormier, Daniel Cormier, fighting Donald at, Cerrone, uh, uh, Daniel Cormier fighting at uh, at welterweight. Can yes, you imagine? Donald Cerrone. No, like Anthony would be, Johnson did it. Yeah, but DC's <laughs> he looked like a, a skeleton every DC's time he a, did it too. <laughs> DC's a heavyweight and can't even make light heavyweight. Um, that guy likes his KFC too much. But, Arguably, uh, but we uh, Donald Cerrone uh, beat Patrick Cote. Cote making his return. Alves making his return as well. Who do you like in this fight? I really do like Tiago Alves. I've always liked Tiago Alves mainly because of those kicks. He's got some pretty good Muay Thai. He's got some nasty Muay Thai. Patrick Cote, um, he's got some very good footwork for a big uh, welterweight. He's got some very good boxing as well. He's got very good movement. He's real light on his feet, and he likes to use he he likes to utilize his angles very well when it comes to his boxing. Um, he's actually been. Uh, acclimating his wrestling quite a bit in his last couple of fights. We've seen a lot of good wrestling and a lot of good duck like takedowns from Patrick Cote. So he was able to use that against someone like Tiago Alves. Tiago Alves has some pretty decent takedown defense. He tends to struggle with guys who engage in the clinch and like to pressure him up against the cage, kind of like John Fitch and George St. Pierre mm-hmm. and guys like that. But I think if Tiago Alves could create space with his jab and his lead hook, I think he can get off with those kicks. Yeah, looking at that last fight, uh, Cerrone beating up Cote, it just looked like Cote didn't have it all there. Before that, though, he looked like he, he had amazing. everything going together. He looked like a together. world beater. He looked like he found a new home at welterweight. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's a difficult fight because you see the three wins that he had, uh, you know, against Riggs, Berkman, Saunders, and, and he put it together and looked fantastic. Uh, but then that Cerrone was just a wall. And, and Cerrone moving up, I mean, Cerrone looked like, uh, like a world beater after beating Cote uh, and after the run he went on. So it's... It's weird to see if if Alves can put it together. I think Cote just being there uh, recently, it makes me want to pick him because Alves obviously hasn't been able to get his feet set in the UFC for about two years now. Where you look at Cote, he's been there at least uh, since 2016. So, so I, I have uh, I'm, I feel more easy, easy, easy. I, I feel less nervous picking Cote oh, okay. over Alves. I think it could be a very interesting fight though. Um, I think I think Cote will end up getting the win though, just because he's been there and I have uh, more of a. Uh, I, I feel I don't know. It, I, Cote is might win the fight. I don't know who's gonna win. <laughs> That's all I say. This is a good welterweight fight to watch, folks. Let's move on to the co-main event, and this is this is gonna be one of the hardest fights to pick. Chris Weidman taking on Gegard Mousasi. You're two, not lying. Two fan favorites, two fantastic fighters. I think this is gonna be Gegard's 50th MMA fight, and he's 31 years old. He's I, young. He's he's, he's in he, his prime. He's a young guy. Uh, and, and Chris Weidman, obviously the former uh, middleweight champion, beating uh, Anderson Silva twice. So we got Gegard versus Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman coming off a loss against Yola Romero. Gegard Mousasi's just been on a complete roll here. What do you like in this fight? I really do like Chris Weidman. Uh, I was looking at Gegard Mousasi, and I was very highly praising Gegard Mousasi coming into this fight. But Chris Weidman's on a two-fight losing streak. He's, he was a former champion. He's extremely motivated, and he's got some good wrestling. Jacare Souza was able to dominate Gegard Mousasi with offensive wrestling and take him down and utilize that Brazilian jiu-jitsu to choke him out. So I think I feel like if Chris Weidman utilizes his striking to kind of get in uh, to Gegard, uh, Gegard Mousasi's uh, space mm-hmm. to kind of uh, get him into the clinch, beat him up, kind of uh, frustrate him against the cage, wear him down, take him down, implement some ground and pound, maybe TKO him, 
or submit them, soften them up with the with the ground and pound and look for a submission. Uh, hopefully, Gegard Mousasi, it looked like that he'd been working on his wrestling quite a bit in this fight, and he should. And in, embedded, that's all they've been talking about yeah. is Gegard's takedown defense. Yeah. Chris Weidman's an NCAA D1 college wrestler. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's the one of the best. Yeah. He's nasty on the ground. The thing is, is yeah, it's easily the takedown for Weidman. If Weidman's able to take him down, it's it's going to be the biggest thing. I'm looking at Gegard's past, I think it's seven fights. Um, I'm an, And I'm going to uh, disclude or not, not include uh, the Uriah Hall fight that, it, fight that he lost because Uriah just caught him. Um, if you look at all of the wins that Gegard had, he has not been taken down. So that's a key there. If he if if he can stop the takedown and not let Weidman take him down, that is the biggest thing. Because the last fight that he was actually taken down in, and and the last fight that he was taken down in was the Jacare fight where yes. he got taken down four times. So if he can avoid the takedown and if he can keep him at at bay with his striking, I think that Gegard can win this fight. But then again, it, it is coming all the way down to the wrestling. That's that's the thing that you know Chris Weidman thrives at is that he he shoots a lot and he, and he gets a high percentage of takedowns uh and it's going to be interesting because Gegard can take down down guys as well so it'd be interesting if Gegard just goes after him and tries to take down him down right away so it's going to be an interesting fight do you think Gegard should come out and just try to keep him at bay or do you think he should try, try to put the pressure on him at, with his wrestling it all depends on what Gegard Musasi wants to do because let's not forget Gegard Musasi's got some pro kickboxing experience and he's one of he's a k1 uh, kickboxing champion as well so it's going to be interesting to see. He, he's got that that Dutch style of kickboxing, and you see it with uh, guys like Ernesto Hoost way back in the day in the 1990s, Alistair Overeem, who's a top 10 heavyweight, uh, Jermaine Durandame, who's the women's featherweight champion. I mean, th- this lineage of Dutch style kickboxers is really coming to fruition now in modern MMA, and I'm really liking it. It's very hard to pick against Gegard Mousasi, but I'm going to have to go with Chris Weidman. That's the thing. I don't want to pick against Gegard because I love Gegard. He's Gegard's he, awesome. He's he's so awesome. But then I don't want to pick against Chris. Can they both win? Can it be Can a draw? they both knock each other out and it be a wash? Uh, I don't want to see him get be knocked draw. out, though. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it, it's a difficult fight to pick because both guys are just such great fighters. And I want to see both guys get back to the title shot. Uh, and I want to see Gegard get to the title shot. So I think that Gegard will end up getting to the title shot. I think that he might put on the pressure. Um uh, offensively with it with his uh wrestling and i think that um if he's able to keep weidman at bay um uh, i think that that's going to be the, the the way that he wins there but if if weidman gets a takedown i think it's pretty much over so it's, it's it's gonna be interesting but i think it's gonna be a fantastic fight because i think both guys want it i think both guys are going to be are, are going to be urgent in their fighting and i think this it's is not quite be... li- this is quite literally a striker versus grappler matchup yeah and i don't think it's going to be something where they're both hesitant i think they're both going to attack i don't think this is going to be like tyrone woodley Steven Wonderboy Thompson, where they're trying to pick their fights. Two. Th- well, two. <laughs> Thompson versus Woodley, two, or Woodley versus Thompson, two, not one. I don't know. One were, was great. They were, two was not so good. They were both hesitant in those fights, though. Even even in that one, even Wonderboy, even in number one, Woodley, or Wonderboy even said that he was too hesitant. So, True. I don't know. I'm just saying, as long as they're not hesitant, it's going to be a fantastic fight. Let's move now to the main event, the light heavyweight Championship is on the line. Daniel Cormier defending his belt against Anthony Rumble Johnson. This Rumble their, Johnson, their, folks. Their second fight. Uh, DC winning the first one, choking out Rumble. Who do you like in this fight, DC or Rumble? One thing, I mentioned that DC was a KFC guy. 
He's a Popeyes guy. Who uh, we watched the uh, I'm all about that cake and chicken uh, oh, song that he uh, did for the World MMA uh, Awards. So uh, oh, want to apologize to DC. <laughs> no, he's a Popeyes guy. Real quick though, I, I do want to before we get in the fight, uh, I want to talk about the weigh-ins because Anthony Johnson weighed in at like two o three point eight, and DC weighed in at two o six point two. So both guys under and over the weight limit. Uh, and DC steps on the scale at first, and he uh, weighs in at 206.2, and then comes back two minutes later, and then weighs in at 205. And people are saying that towelgate is a thing, where DC was putting his hands on the towel to get rid of weight. I'm not saying it did happen. I'm not saying it didn't happen. But if it did happen, is it that big of a deal, or should we just be happy that the fight is happening? We should just be happy that the fight is happening. I mean, we lost John Jones versus DC. We lost John Jones versus Anthony Rumble Johnson. I mean, we've lost a lot connected to this light heavyweight division. I'm just happy that this fight's still on, to be honest with you. Yeah, it'd be a real bummer if they lost this fight, too, because obviously uh, 209, we lost Habib, and he wasn't able to fight there. That was depressing. I was very much looking forward to that fight. Same. Uh, so I'm glad that this DC Rumble fight's happening. I don't think it's that big of a deal. He was a, a pound in... Pound one one point two pounds off. He's thirty eight years old. A weight cut's hard for DC now. I mean, if he's if he's fighting, he physically looks good though. Yeah, he, he looks like he put on some muscle. If he's fighting, then that's all I care about. I want this fight to happen. I think Rumble wants this fight to happen, even if DC's a little over the weight limit. I think I think it's not that big of a deal. Looking at this fight though, DC versus Rumble. How can DC win? How can Rumble win? And then who you got? DC went DC wins the way he won last time is utilizing that wrestling and suffocating him and wearing on those muscles and beating him up breaking his will and then choking him out or ground and pounding him whichever one he wants to do um Anthony Robin Johnson coming into this fight is extremely smart he learned a lot from that last fight he's worked on his ground game he's worked on his takedown defense and since that loss to DC he's looked significant since that last fight three fights and one round knockouts, that's ridiculous. Or, excuse me, he knocked out Jimmy Manoa in the second round, but it was still a knockout nonetheless. Three knockouts in a row, you can tell that this man is hungry for that title. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting fight because obviously we saw the first fight and, and DC uh, looked you know, fantastic. And DC, I mean, he's he got a- tagged too. He looked fa- he looked good taking the shot that, that dropped him and then he got right back up to his feet. To fight, and he's a world. That's beater. crazy, and he's a world beater. I mean, you look at what he's done DC, at heavyweight. You Daniel at, Daniel Cormier could take a shot. Yeah, and you look what he's done at heavyweight. You look what he's done at light heavyweight. Uh, and his only loss coming to John Jones. I mean, what DC can do is something that I mean, he's not the most um, physical, uh, intimidating special uh, spe- specimen. You look at Anthony Rumble Johnson. That guy just oozes muscle. That guy just oozes. Uh, you know, a, a, a testosterone, like, yeah, just I mean, manliness. That He's guy, just ugh. that guy just oozes a guy who could knock you out with one hand. Where DC, you know, DC is a funny guy. He's a little chubby, a little know. jokester. Yeah, he, he's. He, but then you look at him in the cage, and he can just toss you around. He's like one a of the hardest doll. workers um, in the UFC roster. So I think we all know the way that Rumble can win is if he tags him and tags him a couple times. Yeah, because Rumble's obviously got DC that. Could take a shot. Yeah, Rumble's got that one touch. I'm gonna knock you out, and you're gonna go to sleep for a very long time. <laughs> Knockout power. Yeah. That the ghost of Glover Teixeira left that body senseless and that bot that meat suit dropped like a sack of potatoes and that was it. I mean that was it. It's unreal what DC can do. It's unreal what Rumble can do. So 
ultimately, I think if it goes past the second round, DC's going to win it. I think if it stays in the first round, Rumble can, can knock him out. That's a very um, good point. That is a very good point. But we're going to see how the conditioning of Anthony Rumble Johnson, has he has he taken his cardio and conditioning and strength and conditioning uh, into consideration into this fight, his cardio into consideration into this fight, because that's what failed him in the last fight with DC. DC knows that, and DC knows that he's going to be working hard, so now he feels that he has to work twice as hard against Anthony Rumble Johnson. Can he do it? We're gonna see. He's got some awesome. He's he's an Olympic level wrestler, yeah. so we know that his wrestling's awesome. He trains at AKA, and he's you know he's working on his striking with Javier Mendez. But it's it's it's, it's all of these factors. I mean, Anthony Rumble Johnson's work on his wrestling. Daniel Cormier's been working on his striking and his striking defense. We're gonna see what happens. We're gonna see who can implement their will and implement their game plan more efficiently in this fight. I think ultimately, who will end up uh, implementing their game plans? DC. Just because same here. I'm I, picking I mean, Daniel Cormier too. With Rumble, I think it's more of if he catches him, he catches him, and that's that's how he's gonna win. Where DC has more than one way to win. Exactly. And and you see his ability to win last time, I think he has the, the heart of a champion. I think that he really wants this John Jones rematch, and I think that he, he's gonna end up getting it uh after winning this fight. It's gonna be a good fight though. I mean I mean it's not it's gonna be a snooze fest. I mean no, name it's the gonna last, be a great fight. Yeah, name the last DC fight that was boring, name the last Rumble fight that was boring. Right. They don't happen often. So no. I will take I, I will take DC, you're taking DC. Uh you're taking Weidman. Yes, I am. I'll take Musasi. Uh you're taking Alves. You're taking Alves. Yes. I'm taking Cote. Yes. Uh, you're taking Will Brooks. Yes. I'm taking Oliveira. Uh, we're both taking Blakovich. Yes. And you're taking Chikugian. Yes, I'm I am. I'm taking Aldana. So look at that. We got a lot of a lot of differing uh, opinions, and we're not forced to take them this time. No. These are actually our opinions, <laughs> so that's nice. Uh, UFC 210 taking place tomorrow. Uh, check it out if you want to. Uh, Danny and I uh, trying to get our picks, and uh, I'm trying to get back on the winning side because it's been a long time. Long time since I've won it's been a little any bit. of these predictions. Thank you so much for listening, Danny. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank As you so always, much, Sean. Uh, we'll be back next week with UFC 210 recap, and uh, I think there's a fight card. Yes, there is. UFC week. on Fox. Uh, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson's defending his flyweight title against Wilson Hayes. And uh, we got uh, we got the Karate Hottie on there as well, right? Uh, Michelle Watterson is, against is, Rose Nama Yunus. That's going to be and fun. And Jacare Sosa's fighting uh, Robert Whitaker. Ooh. It's going to be a great fight. That's going to be a fun fight card. Is that uh, UFC on Fox? Yes. That's going to be a fun yes. time. We'll be back with UFC Fox uh, preview and UFC 210 recap. So for Danny Gutierrez, I'm Sean Anderson. We'll see you next time.